the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Thank God for Fox News. It's really scary to think about where the country would be if everybody had to depend on CNN and MSNBC for news. You hear a lot about media bias. And you know it exists, but not enough people who don't work in the media, and by the way, I've worked in the media all my adult life, they know it's just about, uh, just as much about what you do or don't cover, maybe more than it is about how you cover a story. Today was the day that Inspector General Michael Horowitz was testifying in front of the Senate on his report on the FBI investigation of the Trump campaign. It took two and a half years to put together. We've been hearing that it was going to come out any day now for months. It finally did come out on Monday. And all three cable news networks, in between talking about impeachment, analyzed what was in the report. So today was the day that everybody would get to hear from the guy who was in charge of the investigation. Fox covered it from the beginning, live. ABC, CBS, and NBC did not, but they're not all news outlets. They stuck with regular programming. They want to keep making money. That's okay. They ran their regular shows. CNN and MSNBC loved covering the impeachment hearings, as repetitive and boring as they were. They were there for all of it, live, hanging on every word. Well, as of 4 o'clock today, Horowitz was still testifying, and Fox was carrying it live. Here's what they were talking about on CNN. And I wanted to ask you, Ron, uh, bringing back memories, of course, of the Clinton impeachment. Uh, What are you expecting to see in the next few hours as the House Judiciary Committee, you know, does the final Blah, 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 blah. Okay? And here's what they were talking about on MSNBC. Let's leave... 2016 aside let's let's we we agree for the purposes of this impeachment this is about protecting yeah, 2020 yeah, yeah. The impeachment is there anything left to say about impeachment it's over president trump's going to be impeached nothing new happened today and whatever happens from here on out will just be procedure until they get to the senate and then there will be no conviction and then it'll be, it'll be really over But CNN and MSNBC, they love impeachment. They don't like the IG report quite as much because, well, it's a lot more favorable to Trump. And it exposed them, the media, for being as wrong as they could possibly be about the FBI investigation and the FISA warrants. If not for Fox, Americans would have been subjected only to CNN's and MSNBC's slant on the IG report, which I'm sure they'll be doing later tonight instead of the live coverage. Well, I watched a good bit of the coverage, but I think the best stuff was right at the beginning with Lindsey Graham's opening statement and then his line of questioning about how the FBI was supposed to be doing a counterintelligence investigation. But the guy they were investigating, Carter Page, had actually helped the CIA get information on the Russians. The FBI knew that, but an agent doctored an email to keep information about Page, which would exonerate him from coming out so that they could justify spying on the Trump campaign. Listen. So my point is, if this is a counterintelligence investigation, who are they trying to protect? Who should they be trying to protect? Well, if it's a... Uh, the threat outlined in the friendly foreign government information, you would be looking to protect the election process, right? which would include the, candidate? the campaign, the candidate, and the American people. Okay, so did they ever brief Hillary Clinton about efforts to foreign, foreign influences involving her campaign? Do you I, know? I've heard that, but I don't know for a fact. They did. Good for them. And they stopped it. Uh, was there ever a defensive briefing given by the FBI, the Department of Justice, to Donald Trump about the concerns? Uh, there was not. What would you call a counterintelligence investigation that never had a protective element? Um, I'm not sure. Sorry, Mr. Chairman. Okay, if, if without eventually trying to protect 
the entity mm -hmm. being influenced, is it legitimate? Um, I, it would depend on each fact and circumstance. Here's what I'm trying to tell you. Yeah. If you're opening up a counterintelligence investigation to protect somebody, you should do it. Did they ever try to protect Donald Trump from foreign influence? They did not brief him, and we lay out on page 55. As a matter of fact, when they went in and gave a vanilla briefing, the Russians are out there, you better beware. Didn't they have an FBI agent do a 302 on the defensive briefing itself? They sent one of the supervisory agents from the Crossfire Hurricane team to the briefing, and that agent prepared a report to the file of the briefing. About what Trump said? About what Mr. Trump said and what Mr. Flynn said. Okay. So when we get defensively briefed tomorrow, would it be okay for FBI agents to open up 302s on what we said? Uh, we have very significant concerns about that, and I would note that in uh, Director Ray's response, so, he yeah. underlined that that would not occur going to, to, to those who can set aside how I feel about Trump mm -hmm. for a minute, under the guise of protecting the campaign from Russian influence, they never lift a finger to protect the campaign. Every time they had information that the people they suspected were working for the Russians, it went the other way, and they kept going. When they did generically brief candidate Trump, they sent an FBI agent in to do a 302. If this doesn't bother you, you hate Trump way too much. So let's, let's play this out. They never told Trump about the concerns. Is it fair to say there came a point to where surveilling Carter Page became unlawful? Um, I will let the court decide that. The court has this report and will make that decision. Let's put the, it this way. If you don't have a legal foundation to surveil somebody and you keep doing it, is that bad? Absolutely. Is that spying? Um, it's, it's, not, it's illegal surveillance. It's not court-authorized okay, surveillance. Whatever illegal surveillance means, they did it. So all this stuff that they didn't illegally surveil Trump's campaign, they did because they had no legal basis after the January 2017 uh, data dump by the, the Russian guy to believe that the dossier was reliable. They alter exculpatory information in June of 2017 that would have further proven that Carter Page is not a Russian agent. He was actually working with the CIA. Let me ask you very Directly. Do you believe Carter Page is or ever was an agent of the Russian government trying to do harm to his country? Um, I'm going to refer to the evidence we found here, which is that at the I'm end of this, Thank you. they, the FBI, in, at the end of these FISAs, told us that they had found no evidence to corroborate the allegations in okay, the steel dossier that, related to him. It's not that clean, folks. They knew and they ignored it. And they continued to surveil him. Why? Why did they doctor the email? The people who continued getting warrants after they knew it wasn't legitimate had a bias that reeked. How this thing was open, I don't know. But I can tell you Mr. Durham has a different view. I respect your view that they may have been a lawful predicate, giving them every benefit of the doubt. But one of the people pushing this was Peter Strzok from day one. So, ladies and gentlemen, we have a task at hand here to make sure this never happens again, to hold people accountable, change our laws, save the FISA court if we can, and I hope this chapter in American history is never repeated. And finally, if you report that this 434-page report says lawful investigation with a few irregularities, you're doing a great disservice to the American people. Thank you very much. So there you have it. Horowitz is still testifying, but you probably won't find it on CNN or MSNBC. Anyway, we're going to switch gears when we come back and tell you about who Time Magazine chose for its Person of the Year. And if you're like me, it'll make you want to puke. Stick around.
They blow into town with the wind, rain, and hail. And out-of-town storm chasers going door-to-door, often posing as a local company, offering a quick fix to desperate homeowners. If you've had damage to your roof, windows, siding, or gutters and downspouts, you may be eligible to get them replaced or repaired free of charge. Just be careful who you call. Visit WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com for a free inspection from one of their highly trained appraisers. With over 50 years in home remodeling, Windows R Us is the area's premier exterior replacement company for roofs, siding, gutters and downspouts, doors, and of course windows. If damage isn't your issue and you just want something new, you'll love their no-pressure approach, no hidden fees, and one of the fastest turnaround times in the industry. A company who will never skip town when it comes to honoring their warranty. Visit WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com. Mention Stag for an additional 10% off. Windows R Us, proud sponsor of the Jerk of the Week, heard every Friday on the John Steigerwald Show. WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com. Confusing? Tedious? Worse than a math test. That's how most Americans describe shopping for health insurance. Yep, open enrollment is here again. You have until December 15th to choose something very expensive that you hope to never use. And if that makes you want to stick a red-hot poker in your eye, call Marley Financial. Marley has every plan available in the tri-state, but they also offer some of the most innovative solutions to tackle the high cost of health care. Heard of first dollar benefits, the most expensive part of a health plan? They're great if you visit the doctor a lot or take medications, but if you're healthy, why pay it? A catastrophic plan through Marley may be all you need. Or how about a high deductible plan you can pair with a supercharged HSA? Not all plans qualify, but Marley's do, offering double benefits to cut your out-of-pocket costs in half. Call Marley Financial today at 724-884-1496 for a custom-designed health plan with the coverage you need at a price that's right for you. 724-884-1496 or at MarleyFG.com. Whether you're a candidate looking to advance your career or a company looking to advance your business, Advanced Sourcing Concepts is your bridge to success. Advanced Sourcing Concepts matches highly qualified workers with highly reputable companies. Advanced Sourcing Concepts brings a high-touch approach to human resources. As a candidate, your personal recruiter works with you to find opportunities that best fit your goals. For employers, they're your private talent scout, letting you focus on business while they find the first draft picks to deepen your bench. A certified woman-owned company, Advanced Sourcing Concepts has built a strong reputation for providing top-quality talent for direct hire, contract hire, and project-based positions here at home and across the nation and are recognized by Recruit Military as a veteran hiring leader. Visit ASCPeople.com for active job postings. Then call 412-415-5090 and cross your bridge to success. 412-415-5090 at ASCPeople.com. Good morning, America. Or is it? If you're one of the millions of Americans who did not sleep well last night, it's probably a pretty average morning. But listen up, you sleep-deprived people. There's good news. A breakthrough sleep solution called Pronto Sleep. And when we say pronto, we mean pronto. Pronto Sleep gently opens your nose to focus breathing and help you relax and fall asleep. And the built-in scent diffuser delivers a blend of four pure essential oils to help you stay asleep naturally. And then Pronto replenishes the oils ready for the next night. Too easy, eh? And in trials, 84% of people with trouble sleeping found Pronto helped them fall asleep and 74% found it helped them stay asleep. So make every morning a... Good morning, America. With Pronto Sleep, available now at select Walgreens, Amazon, or at prontosleep.com. Pronto Sleep from RhinoMed, bringing you advanced nasal therapies. This is the John Stackerwalt Show on AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The answer. The uh, the world reached the saturation point, I think, on awards and award shows a long time ago. Way too many awards and especially award shows. Uh, that Times Man of the Year, which was changed to Person of the Year, used to be a, a big deal. There was actually a lot of speculation about who should or should not get it uh, or would get it and a lot of discussion about the winner. And it wasn't always somebody good. I think Hitler was actually Time Man of the Year one time just because... He, not because they were approving of what he did or who he was, but because he was the man of the year. Uh, he was the guy who had the most effect on the world for the year, I guess. But anyway, uh, n- nobody cares about Time Magazine anymore. And I'm, I was trying to think of the last time I held an actual copy of Time Magazine in my hand. Got to be at least 10 years. 
But uh, time still picks a person of the year, and this year it was the most predictable award in the history of awards. It goes to Greta Thunberg. She's the 16-year-old brat who should have been in school, you know, maybe doing her homework instead of uh, traveling around the world telling the grown-ups that they screwed up the planet and she's going to die before she hits 30. Now, here's why she won. This is what it says uh, in the Time magazine release about her winning it. For sounding the alarm about humanity's predatory relationship with the only home we have. There's an unbiased statement from Time magazine. The predatory relationship with the only home we have. For bringing to a fragmented world a voice that transcends backgrounds and borders. For showing us all what it might look like when a new generation leads. Greta Thunberg is Time's 2019 Person of the Year. And of course, uh, Greta... Being named uh, Person of the Year wasn't controversial at all on the uh, network morning shows today. And I'm, you can bet that 99%, 90% of the media anyway will think this is wonderful. But uh, first, there's Good Morning America. Here's Michael Strahan, who somehow manages to do this show every morning without being embarrassed and being asked to, uh, you know, turn in his man card. Go to some good news now. And this was just announced moments ago, the Time Person of the Year is 16-year-old climate change activist Greta Thunberg. Now, you remember when the Swedish team took on U UN world leaders at the climate change mm -hmm. summit. I mean, 16 years old. Congratulations to her. She had a passionate plea garnering a lot of attention. Did I get her name wrong? Is it Thunberg? I, 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 when I see her face come up on the screen on television, I change the channels. Uh, I, I maybe I've never heard anybody mention pronounce her name, but if it's Thunberg, I apologize to Greta. Uh, but then there was CBS uh, this morning. Oh. Greta Thunberg. Oh, wow. Yeah. She was Very right good choice. Yes, the 16-year-old environmental activist from Sweden gained global recognition this year. Thunberg delivered a powerful and emotional speech at this year's UN Climate Action Summit. Her words prompted an international movement to fight climate change. Also uh, prompted an international movement to throw up a lot of people. Uh, you know, not everybody agrees with this. And um, I think the smart people are looking at her and saying, you're 16. You don't know anything about anything. Go away. OK, um, come back later. Maybe we'll listen to you. But, you know, we're not buying it. Uh, and then there's the Today Show on NBC. Her brutal honesty while confronting world leaders about climate change How dare you? sparked worldwide protests. Uh, she, she became the biggest voice on the biggest issue facing the planet this year, coming from essentially nowhere to lead a worldwide movement. And she also represents a broader generational shift in the culture that we're seeing from the campuses of Hong Kong to the protests in Chile to Parkland, Florida, where the students marched against gun violence, where young people are, are demanding change and uh, urgently. She embodies student activism. She does. She embodies youth activism, youngest person uh, ever to be person of the year. And she embodies stupidity, but uh, she... she I mean, this is this is new, I guess, that young people are activists and young people are protesting. I was a young person a long time ago, and there, there and I know that the other young people were protesting, just to, you know, picking a different subject maybe. But there's all they're always protesting something, and um, what she's protesting and what she's selling is a hoax. So, um, but you know, we got to give her credibility. So, Time Magazine has chosen Greta. Thunberg as her as person of the year. This is a I'm going to just make a prediction here, and I may not live long enough to see if I'm right about it. But I'm going to say that Greta has peaked. Uh, I don't know that she, I'm not. I don't know. I could be wrong. Maybe she'll be Secretary General of the United Nations or uh, Premier or whatever they have over there, Prime Minister of Sweden, President. What do they got? I don't know. Uh, maybe she'll be that. Um, but uh, I'm going to just say she's peaked. And I'm just going to say that, you know, just as, a, as an aside here, I hope I never have to hear from her again. But that's unfortunately not going to be the case because time went and named her Person of the Year. Now, uh, speaking of Persons of the Year, 
there's a new sports person of the year, and that would be Megan Rapinoe. Now, does that name ring a bell? It, it It's supposed to because the people who love her would have you believe that she's just this household word now as a result of what she did. And in case you've forgotten, what she did was score the winning goal for the United States women's soccer team against the Netherlands earlier this, when, when was it, fall, summer, a few months ago. Um, and, of course, in the meantime, uh, during, well, I shouldn't say meantime, while she was uh, playing for the soccer team, she was also um, ripping Donald Trump and saying how much she hated Donald Trump and refusing to stand for the national anthem and uh, I think flipping the bird. I'm not sure about that. But uh, that's that was all she needed to do in order to be named uh, SI's Sports Person of the Year. And here's what uh, Sports Illustrated sells, says about Megan when they uh, named her. By the way, Sports Illustrated is another magazine that uh, I haven't held in my hands for at least 10 years. Um, and I'm an old guy. You'd think I'd be one of those guys who, you know, because I've done it all my life, subscribe, still subscribe to Sports Illustrated. And I did for a million years. I, I, I looked forward to it coming in the mail every day. Uh, that was before, you know, the internets came along, <laughs> you know. I, Sports Illustrated just kind of just you know. Uh, anyway, uh, this is what uh, Megan uh, Rapinoe. This is why uh, Sports Illustrated named her the uh, Sports Person of the Year. Playing the world's game on the world stage under attack by a world leader. That would be Donald Trump. I don't remember how much he attacked her. I, I don't know what he. I mean, he said she was. Bad, it was a bad thing for her to not stand for the anthem when you're playing for an you know, a national team, you'd think he would do that, but that's, you know, he's allowed to say that. Anyway, playing the world's game on the world stage, under attack by a world leader, she dominated, and in doing so, without fear, like everybody else was afraid, uh, Megan Rapinoe became a voice for so many across the world. She did? I, I don't, anyway, this is what it says. On July 7th, in the 61st minute of the 2019 World Cup final against the Netherlands, Rapinoe scored to put the U.S. up one to nothing. To her, though, this was more than the goal that would win that would win the Americans a record fourth title. It was the equivalent of flashing double barrel middle fingers. That's that's good. She'd have loved to have done that just once, but she says, "quote unquote," there are lines, and then it says, "the net rippled, teammates swarmed, and the whole scene ended with the." pink-haired lesbian winger posing near the corner flag in defiance and triumph and joy, arms outstretched, chin up, and head tipped just back. The pose, comma, the signature sporting image of 2019 was more than a celebration. No, it wasn't. I don't think you could find 10 people, well, maybe more than 10. You might be able to find a few who would agree that that pose, which I don't even know they're talking about because I, I, I can't picture it in my mind. I didn't see a picture of it. It's the signature sporting image of 2019. No, it's not. It's just not. Now, a couple of quick questions. If and maybe really one big question. If Megan had been a, uh, a Trump supporter and say she had been an activist loudly proclaiming her support of uh, or, or, uh, her um, disagreement or just being against abortion, being anti-abortion, if she had been a pro-life anti-abortion activist and done whatever she did with the women's soccer team, scored the goal, played great, team won, what are the chances that she wins the award from Sports Illustrated? I'll tell you what the chances are. Zero. Not one chance on this earth. Same pose, same goal, same team, same record, same event. If she does that and she's wearing a MAGA hat when she gets her picture taken, she doesn't sniff Sports Illustrated Person of the Year Award. And that's why... Sports Illustrated and Time Magazine win my award for they were co-winners of my award for the most irrelevant magazine on the planet. I'll be back.
With SRN News, I'm Keith Peters in Washington. Department of Justice Inspector General Michael Horowitz testified before the Senate Judiciary Committee today about the origins of the Russia investigation. Horowitz says his conclusion that the investigation was not motivated by political bias only concerns its origin and does not extend to more than a dozen major flaws in how the subsequent investigation was conducted. There are significant serious failures here on the operation of the, particularly in connection with the FISAs, whether it was sheer gross incompetence um, uh, that led to this versus intentional misconduct and what the motivate and any or anything in between and what the motivations are, I can't tell you. You're not making today. that decision. I can't tell you. Harwood speaking with Idaho Senator Mike Crapo on Wall Street, the Dow by 29 points, the Nasdaq rose 37. This is SRN News. Sebastian Gorka here. Maybe you've been hearing about Relief Factor, the 100% drug-free supplement that helps a person's body deal with inflammation and pain. You've heard all the wonderful testimonials. Well, I have my own testimonial. For many years, my lower back pain was becoming a serious problem. The short story is... I finally gave it a try, and now I'm out of pain too. So if you're in pain, you can order the three-week quick start for just $19.95. Go to relieffactor.com. The holidays are a time for family, until you mention politics, and then it's all screaming meltdowns. I'm Dennis Prager. There's no more important issue facing America today. Americans are afraid to speak out even at their own holiday table. But there is a film that is fighting back No Safe Spaces. No Safe Spaces? It really is fantastic. You should go check it out. I am over the moon about No Safe Spaces. Every American needs to see this. See No Safe Spaces only in theaters. Rated PG-13. Go to nosafespaces.com for tickets. Mike Gallagher is waiting for the other shoe to drop. See, here's the thing about an impeachment. Both sides have to testify. Here's the thing about actually stupidly going forward trying to impeach the 45th president of the United States. The Democrats are going to have to speak under oath. And a lot of people who have been anti-Trump are going to have to be held held to account. The Mike Gallagher Show, weekdays at 9, right before Dennis Prager at noon on AM 1250. The Answer. The Allegheny Institute's research, education, and advocacy work to defend taxpayers and businesses against the burdensome inefficiency and intrusiveness of ever-expanding government. We've been challenging supposedly conventional public policy thinking for nearly a quarter of a century. You can join the cause by making a tax-deductible donation today by visiting AlleghenyInstitute.org. We've been Greater Pittsburgh's trusted source for a sound public policy analysis since 1995. Do you or your business have financial problems? Are you overwhelmed with debt? Then call me, Attorney Dennis Spire at 412-471-7675. My legal practice concentrates on bankruptcy law, debtor rights, and tax matters. I have over 30 years' experience as a former United States Department of Justice bankruptcy attorney and lawyer in private practice. I have represented thousands of cases faced with financial problems and lawsuits. Reorganize and get a fresh start. Call 412-471-7675 or visit my website at DennisSpira.com. This is Chris Abernethy of Abernethy and Hagerman. You don't want the government deciding what happens to your estate or how much they will take. At Abernethy and Hagerman, estate administration is the heart and soul of our practice. We have the experience to help not only plan, but administer your estate properly. To protect your assets, minimize taxes, and ensure that your inheritance gets to the ones you love. Decide for yourself. Abernethy and Hagerman. Legal help that lasts a lifetime. Visit a-h.law. What takes the edge off Christmas shopping? A big, fresh Christmas cookie, of course. Stop by Good Lovin' Cookie Shop in Bellevue, Ross, and now in Cranberry for fresh Christmas cookies like Mom used to make, just in bigger batches. Made with real butter and no shortcuts. From traditional chocolate chip and snickerdoodle to rotating favorites like Twisted Elvis, Creme Brulee, Steel City Crunch, and the Pittsburgh Pothole. Order a mini cookie tray of three dozen or more and get a free half dozen when you mention the answer. Makes a great gift. Visit GoodLovinCookieShop.com. <laughs> Stuck. In traffic, we've got the answer. Brunei still shut down with that accident in Hampton just south of the Turnpike. Heavy volume on the Parkway West, inbound Carnegie to the Fort Pitt Tunnel. Busy outbound, Banksville Road to Carnegie. Delays on the Parkway East outbound, Bates Street to Edgewood, Swissvale. Parkway North, that's pretty solid from Cemetery Lane up to Union Avenue. That's a look at traffic. I'm Jenny Robinson. AM 1250, The Answer, Weather. 
A moonlit sky tonight, low 17. Sunny tomorrow, not as cold, high 38. Partly cloudy tomorrow night, low 28. Friday, mostly cloudy with a couple of showers in the afternoon, high 43. Friday night, rain, low 38. Saturday, mostly cloudy. Morning rain, followed by afternoon showers, high Saturday, 43. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Brian May. This is the John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250, The Answer. Well, pretty soon we're not going to have uh, impeachment or the IG report to talk about. Uh, we're, and it's going to be clear that Donald Trump is going to be on the ballot for president next November. Uh, he's not going anywhere. And that means there will be issues to talk about. Uh, and Western Pennsylvania could actually decide the election, although I think it's going to be a landslide. We'll see about that. Um, but here in Western PA, there could be a Democratic candidate campaigning on eliminating fracking, outlawing fracking, and that won't go over well. The Post-Gazette did a story about a study done by Carnegie Mellon that says fracking is bad and lots of people have died because of it. Nicole Jacobs, an author at Energy In Depth, doesn't agree. She joins us now. Nicole, thanks for being here. Hey, thanks for having me on. So um, you just don't agree with this. Uh, I, what, what's the biggest takeaway for you that uh, they got wrong? Well, they're not taking into account, you know, I mean, so first of all, they're saying that shale activities in rural Pennsylvania are impacting air quality in urban Pennsylvania, specifically looking at like Pittsburgh and Philadelphia. Um, But it doesn't take into account Pittsburgh's history of poor air quality or other potential urban sources, and it's not supported by studies and data. Um, One of the biggest things they looked at is this that there's this significant risk of premature mortality, as you mentioned, like thousands of deaths, right? Right, right. Um, But they're not looking at actual mortality figures. Um, We did an analysis, or we commissioned an analysis in 2017 that looked at um, Pennsylvania Department of Health data from 2000 to 2014 for the top six shale counties, um, and that included Washington and Greene counties. the research showed, by and large, that there were decreases in mortality rates in these counties um, because, you know, while we didn't look at the, the rationale behind why that would be happening, there's a multitude of research out there that shows, you know, increased economic health increases overall health. And mm-hmm. that's coming to fruition in these, in these counties where this development is happening. Um, Meanwhile, you have studies like this one that was requested to be researched by the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. They had a hand in the study. Uh, One of the authors is um, a former Carnegie Mellon president uh, who also happens to be a board member of the Heinz Endowments. And Heinz has given millions of dollars to fund anti-fracking efforts in Pennsylvania. And it kind of shows in the coverage some of this bias where they're not including, you know, this data and, and these other studies that show that, you know, the emissions that would that would have to be there to impact health um, aren't happening. Well, the just so you know, uh, the, the for people who haven't seen this, uh, didn't see this report in the Post-Gazette, it does say from 2004 to 2016, uh, shale gas development activities resulted in 1,200 to 4,600 premature deaths in the region. And what you just said, uh, and while most of the added employment occurred in rural areas, most of the health impacts were felt in urban areas. That's what uh, that's what the Post Gazette reported from the from the uh, from the study. Uh, and there's something called the Breathe Project. A coalition that includes environmental advocates, public health professionals, and academics hailed the CMU study as groundbreaking and said such a comprehensive analysis is long overdue. Uh, They've been analyzing this for a long time, haven't they? Um, it, it, it sounds like it, but again, I mean, it's, it's leaving out some very pertinent information. You know, Pennsylvania is the second largest producer of natural gas in this country. Um, we're, we're producing 18 billion cubic feet of gas a day, 32% of, of U.S. shale production. Um, and one of the biggest benefits of producing so much natural gas is that we're using it, too. Um, in Pennsylvania, natural gas power generation increased 34% since 2005. And because of that shift to natural gas, we're seeing huge increases um, in improvements in, in our air quality. You know, even DP Secretary Patrick McDonnell um, said earlier this year that because of the shift to natural gas, 
for power generation, the state has already achieved its clean power plant goals. Um, and they've seen improvements on ozone, asthma precursors, VOCs, and nitrogen oxides. Um, we're also seeing key pollutants that impact health, um, as identified by the World Health Organization and the EPA, um, are, are way down. Sulfur di dioxides are down 91% since 2005. Nitrogen oxides are down 60%. VOCs are down 33%. Um, and power generation carbon emissions are down 36% since 2010. So, I mean, we're using this gas and in turn it's helping to improve our air quality, which definitely wasn't factored into the study. Um, I mean, and if you expand that to a national level, EIA just released data last month that showed that natural gas is actually responsible for 57% more carbon emissions reductions than wind and solar combined since 2005, like more than 2.8 million metric tons of carbon uh, dioxide was wasn't produced because we were using natural gas. Um, and US GHG emissions are at their lowest level since 1992. You know, we're leading the world in these emissions reductions and it's because we're using more natural gas and a lot of it's coming out of Pennsylvania. Um, on, on the other side of things that it's not taken into account, which I think particularly impacts in these urban centers that they're looking at, is that, you know, the price of natural gas is very low right now. Um, and that means low energy costs. You know, so earlier this year, like the National Bureau of Economic Research released a study that found that because of the shale development happening in Pennsylvania and other places across the country, there's there's been 11,000 winter deaths that were avoided because of these lower energy prices. I mean, and, and as much as we would like to say that that's something that's also benefiting rural Pennsylvania, you know, the reality is by and large, that's a benefit in the cities. You know, we're producing the gas in, in our rural communities and they're getting to use it in, in the urban centers. We're talking to Nicole Jacobs. She's an author at Energy <laughs> in Depth. I, I just, uh, Nicole, uh, I mean, what would happen if tomorrow Donald Trump was able to just say no more fracking? What would that do to the energy? I mean, because there's going to be, there are going to be Democrats out there running around saying we have to ban fracking. They're out there already, um, and that there would be consequences to that. I mean, you pointed out all the all the stuff that you said, the positives about uh, the fracking and everything that's going on. But what happens if if it happened tomorrow that they found out that fracking is 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 actually killing people and we have to stop immediately? Then what happens to the whole energy? Um, industry. Well, I mean, first of all, I think it's important to note that a president doesn't actually have that authority. Oh, obviously, so even yeah. There's a yeah. lot of campaigning on that. Um, it's 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 not something they can actually do without an act of Congress, and I I think that's being missed in a lot of the 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 overall mm -hmm. the national media coverage around it. Um, but it would be detrimental. I mean. W not just in terms of getting, you know, heating to people. I mean, you know, it's, it's something the majority of the, the gas and oil that we use today is hydraulically fractured. So if you implement a plan that bans fracking, you're, you're cutting our production down to nothing. Um, that means we'll be having, you know, we don't stop using it just because we're not producing it. Right. right. So then we'll be, we'll be importing that. Mm -hmm. um, you know, in, in 2018, during the polar vortex, um, you know, up in Massachusetts, they actually imported from a sanctioned facility in Russia, you know, because they did not have enough gas coming in thanks to, you know, pipeline they, obstruction that's well, happening they, they in that region. they banned fracking up there, right? So they uh, had a shortage. Right. Right. So Massachusetts doesn't have a ban. New York has a ban. And New York is stopping pipelines from getting up oh, to Massachusetts. Oh, I see. Okay. You know, so, yeah. I mean, but, but yes, like they don't have production up there. They have to import it in. It's one of their number one sources of energy and they can't get it, um, which is just, you know, blows your mind with how close we actually are to them that we should be able to get it to them. Um, but I mean, we're not just producing natural gas for electricity and, and heat or for gasoline for your car. I mean, there's an entire industry for medical devices, you know, pacemakers use plastic if you want to talk fuel efficiency, steel cars are not as fuel efficient as plastic cars. So, I mean, it would impact every aspect of our economy and, if, if there was a and, uh, and uh, there are people are there are a lot of people who don't like plastic anymore too. So, does that is that now made natural gas more evil than it was before because uh, people are so uh, obsessed with plastic? 
I mean, I think I think I guess it depends on who you talk to. Yeah. But I mean, I mean, the reality is we use plastic for everything, and a lot of the discussion centers around these single-use plastics. But at the end of the day, I mean, plastics and and petrochemicals are used for just about everything we do. We wouldn't be having this conversation right now without the capabilities of plastics in our in our cell phones and, and such to be able to talk or to look at our computers, um, you know, rubber for our cars, you know, I mean, name something and it probably has some kind of petro- petrochemical base to it. Right. So, I mean, you know, this conversation that we don't need plastics and until we have things like pacemakers and stuff that can be made with other materials, we absolutely need plastics. Um, and that's, that's just one of the things that the oil and acid, natural gas industry makes possible. I love plastic, just for the record. Um, <laughs> some of my favorite things are made out of plastic. Um, so uh, this is one of the things that, that I pulled out of this um, the Post-Gazette story about the study. It says, according to the study, for every three job years created by the industry, that's three people each working one year or one working three years, one year of life is lost for a resident in the region. So I've, I'm, I'm not that young, and so I don't have that many years to I, – I can't afford too many years. So uh, I'm losing a year off my life for every three years or every three people who work a year – uh, in natural gas, I'm in big trouble here because I live in Western Pennsylvania, where all these people are fracking. Am I going to die soon? Yeah, I, th- I think what the study does is perpetuates the false narrative that you can't have economic growth without environmental and health impact. Mm-hmm. And the reality is, we're not seeing that in Pennsylvania. We are seeing that you can absolutely be a major producer of of energy. And, and also improve our environment and be protective of our environment um, and be protective of health. You know, at, at the end of the day, the workers that we have here in Pennsylvania working in this industry are, are either from Pennsylvania or from the region, by and large. You know, so we're, we're raising families here. We live here. This is our communities. And I, and I think, you know, that gets missed a lot when people talk about it, that, you know, those workers are protective of what they're doing. They're not only bringing energy that's, you know, making sure that when you flip your your switch this winter, you're going to have heat and electricity, you know, but they're also doing it in a way that's conscientious of their communities. Now, uh, the other thing that I thought was interesting, and it, it, because it, it's not surprising because this stuff always comes with a tax. Somewhere there's going to be a, they figure they can, if they can't, just outlaw it. Maybe they can tax it out of existence. So one of the ideas is to compensate for the environmental and climate change costs of the region's shale gas industry. The study recommends a production tax of $2 for every 1,000 cubic feet of gas to account for air quality and climate change impacts. So uh, explain to me, or can you translate what exactly is 1,000 cubic feet of gas? How much is that? Oh, I would have to look that up for you. I'm so sorry. <laughs> um, I mean, I mean, let me come back to you on how much it actually is. Yeah, um, I mean, is I that mean, a lot? We, is we, that, is we that... make enough natural. That's a lot. Yeah, um, we produce enough natural gas in Pennsylvania to be a net exporter of it. You know, mm-hmm. we we produce way more than what we use here in the state, and even or, even if we up our distribution and and get more of those local um, connections, we still produce enough natural gas to be able to share it with the rest of the country and export it out to the world. Um, so that's a lot of natural gas. Um, but what would the $2 tax do to the costs? I mean, a $2 tax in, in an environment right now, you know, and I'm not an expert on taxes. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm not fluent in severance tax, but... Right. We're in an environment right now where the competitiveness for production is is very real. Um, the cost of natural gas is very low right now, which puts a burden on producers. Um, and you know everything from regulation to stability, um, regula- regulatory certainty, and cost comes into play when producers decide where they're going to drill a well. Um, Right now, Pennsylvania pays an impact fee. Um, producers pay an impact fee on the wells that, th- that they drill. And it has brought huge benefits to the state. Um, you know, 
adding more taxes on top of that when, when you know, workers are paying sales tax, there's corporate taxes, and then you have the impact fee, you know, that will make Pennsylvania less competitive with the surrounding states. Well, Nicole, uh, I'm out of time, and I really appreciate you being here. I live in a neighborhood that uh, has changed in the last 20 years because of fracking. Where I live is uh, used to be rural and uh, nobody living out there, and now there's a city buildup based a lot on natural gas. So lots of people out there where I live in Washington County in Pennsylvania here, they like it a lot. So I appreciate uh, you giving us your time and explaining away this uh, report from Carnegie Mellon. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. All right. That's Nicole Jacobs at Energy In Depth, and we'll be right back. living in a very successful, affluent society for many people, yet it's also true that there are people that are being left out of that. And how do we reach those people? Joelle Gilliam, Executive Director at Light of Life Rescue Mission on Pittsburgh's North Side. So part of what Light of Life does is that we help them in our education and employment program to connect with workforce development, to look at the skill gap that exists. And so we're partnering with places like the community college. We're taking our clients, once they are clean, and they are ready to move on, now they can actually get credentialed in an area where they can be hired to work with uh, UPMC or Google or or Amazon or these other places. And so it provides an on-ramp for those who are left out to get back involved in society. Help someone else find their comeback story. To become a monthly partner or make a one-time gift, visit lightoflife.org slash give today. lightoflife.org slash give. The team at MyPillow is grateful for you this holiday season. So grateful. They have an amazing offer. Buy one, get one on their incredible sheet sets. Mike Lindell has come out with the world's most comfortable bed sheets. He finally found the best cotton in the world in a region where the Sahara Desert, the Nile River, and the Mediterranean Sea all come together to create the ideal weather conditions for growing cotton. His new Giza Dreams bed sheets are made with this long staple cotton and he guarantees they will be the most comfortable sheets you'll ever own. The first night you sleep on my sheets, you'll never want to sleep on anything else. The Giza Dream sheets are available in a variety of colors, and like all of Mike's products, they come with a 60-day money-back guarantee and a 10-year warranty. Right now, you can buy one, get one free, by calling 800-716-8087 and use promo code STAG. For a limited time, you can buy one, get one free, plus free shipping. Call 800-716-8087 or go to MyPillow.com, but make sure to use the promo code Stag. G'day, I'm Scott from Plug-In Pest Free. If you have a rodent or pest problem at your home or business, don't spray harmful toxic chemicals. Use Plug-In Pest Free, the electromagnetic pest control device that uses your wiring to get rid of pests fast. Just plug it in. I know a pest controller who was contracted to get rid of a cockroach infestation in a restaurant. He tried everything, even chemicals. Nothing worked. So he bought my plug-in pest-free pro and a few weeks later the cockroach problem was well under control and he was able to keep his contract. Plug-in pest-free is not a sonic device. It's chemical-free and gets rid of pests safely and effectively for years. It comes with a 60-day money-back guarantee and a two-year warranty. Now that's fair dinkum. Order today and get 20% off at gopestfree.com promo code PEST20. That's gopestfree.com promo code PEST20. Don't spray and regret. Plug in and forget with Plug In Pest Free. We're surrounded by noise. Order today. Bombarded by information. Messages struggling to get attention. So many choices and ways to reach customers. Your message needs to cut through and stand out. Today's technology can do that, but you need the resources and know-how to make it all work. You need Salem Surround. With all the digital marketing tools available and necessary to compete in today's business world, you need to know how to use all the options efficiently. Our team at Salem Surround has the expertise to manage all your digital marketing under one roof. We know digital marketing and how to deliver customers so you can run your business. Get started with a free evaluation of your digital presence and some great ideas to increase your online visibility and revenue. For no limitations on how and where you can reach customers, there's Salem Surround. Total market penetration for increased ROI. Learn more at surroundpittsburgh.com. Surroundpittsburgh.com. 
Connecting you with new customers. The John Steigerwall Show, AM 1250, The Answer. Well, you hear a lot about the economy. Uh, I want you to hear what uh, Kevin O'Leary had to say about the economy. He's known as Mr. Wonderful on uh, Shark Tank, if you watch it, which I do. Uh, And he's a billionaire who owns lots and lots of businesses. And you hear a lot of uh, numbers being thrown around and hear people, politicians talking about it. Just listen to what he said about how he's doing right now with all his businesses president here in the United States? Uh, You know, I don't get into politics. You know what I look at? Policy. And I'll say this. I'm a policy wonk. In my investment life, in all the years I've been an investor in private and public companies, I have never seen a better environment in America ever. And it's not because of tax reform. It's deregulation over the last three years has set free all of my small cap companies in a way I've never seen. I see the monthly cash reports on all these companies, over 50 of them. We're having the best quarter we've ever had this quarter. And last quarter was the best quarter we ever had. It just keeps going. Whatever Washington is doing, keep the policy the same. So here's my my prediction about what's going to happen in the election. If you go back, remember, I'm a his, I love to use history as a guide for what's going to happen in the future, and this is an investment for me. There's never been in modern times a president that has had his economy at under 4% unemployment has ever lost his mandate, ever. And so even with impeachment, even with all the crazy stuff, the chances that this administration will lose its mandate with employment, unemployment under 4%, in my view, is zero. Yep, and the Democrats are out there still pushing impeachment. So we sent, uh, Aaron, our producer, sent uh, an email to uh, Mike Doyle from uh, from District uh, 18. Uh, he's a Democrat, and we wanted to know how he plans to vote on impeachment. And here's his response. I will vote yes on both articles of impeachment. I believe that the evidence is overwhelming that the president abused his power and obstructed Congress, both of which are impeachable offenses under the Constitution. And so we tried to get a comment from Connor Lamb, who's going to have a lot more pressure on him than Doyle, because Doyle represents an area that was strong for Hillary Clinton. Connor Lamb is in an area that was big for Donald Trump. Here's what we, well, if I could imitate the sound of crickets, I would do it right now. But that's what we got from Mr. Invisible, Connor Lamb, on the subject of impeachment. Maybe we'll hear from him later. I'll talk to you later, like tomorrow. Bye. The John Steigerwall Show is a production of AM 1250, The Answer, and Salem Media Group.